Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the show. This one I wanted to talk about family as your first freelance client. And I was, this is kind of comes up. I was reading an Instagram post from a guy named Martin Lasik. So it's at Martin underscore Lasik on Instagram, which I definitely recommend following, by the way. And he was sort of giving out some advice about letting uh, family be your first client so that you can, it's a little bit easier to work with family and help you get comfortable working with clients uh, and, and so forth. And one of the things he said really jumped out at me. So he said, believe me, the fact that it's family doesn't make them an easier client. It just makes it easier for you to enter the field of project management, delivering, and actually finishing it. And if you guys have listened for a while, you know that I've, I kind of go back and forth on this because family can be a, a really good way to kind of get your first client and get your feet wet. But it can also be very, very dangerous if you don't do it right. And I think one of the things that it does that can be very helpful is that it allows you to separate separate out what I think are two different skills, which is the getting clients part and then the delivering for clients part. So with family, you kind of skip the getting clients part, right? Because you don't have to build up trust with them and all that sort of thing. You kind of generally have that established. Uh, and so you, that part's a lot easier. And then you can sort of focus on the delivering part, which is really the most important part uh, long term as a freelancer. So it helps you to do that and it can be beneficial uh, in that way, but it can also be dangerous uh, if you don't if you don't do it right. So what I've done, because I go back and forth on this and I know a lot of people are going to do this regardless of whether I say not to do it, whatever, is I've developed some rules w- f- uh, for working with family, some things that I think will help you to get the experience, the portfolio, and all the things that you want to get out of it without actually ruining the relationship and having things uh, sort, of, sort of go haywire. So I want to go through those rules in this video and, and hopefully you'll apply those if you, you work with family members. So the first rule is to remember that once you make the agreement to work with them as a client, they are a client. So you need to throw all your expectations about how they'll behave out the window because in this particular context, you've never worked with them like this before, and they are not, 99.9% of people are not going to behave the way that they have up to that point. So they're not going to behave like a friend with you anymore. So again, you need to throw all those expectations out the window and realize at the end of the day, they're like any other client. They want their thing built. Whatever it is that you're doing for them, they want it built or they want it done. And if you don't deliver or you mess it up, they're not going to like it. Now, you may have a really cool family member that is able to sort of push that aside or whatever, but I wouldn't expect that because you don't really know how they operate in, in that context. So you just need to treat them like they are any other client. You need to sort of put the expectations and the pressure on yourself to deliver like you would any other client and don't expect them to deal with things uh, that that you mess up or or you know problem things that you don't do right or what don't expect them to just deal with those things because they're a family member or a friend they're not necessarily going to do that so just keep that in mind that's sort of the first rule the second one is I wrote scope 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 and then more scope so in my experience the number one issue that you'll face with family members as clients or friends as clients is scope creep. And 
you know, it'll, it'll come across like this. Well, come on, bro. Or really, sis, you can't add, just add this one more thing or, Hey, son, you know, I, I gave you everything you wanted when you were growing, growing up. Family members are masters of guilt tripping each other. They know how to push your buttons. And again, they want their thing built. They want it built the way that they want it. And so they're going to at some point push your buttons and try to get you to do things that you didn't agree to. So it's going to be a really big challenge. And I would take it as a challenge for learning how to manage scope creep. Because if you can keep a family member or a friend on task and keep them at least close to the original scope that you agreed on, which by the way, any client always agree on scope right up front, really detail out what it's going to be. But if you can keep a family member uh, from, from you know, creeping the scope way too far, this, you, you're not going to have any problem with regular clients because family members are going to be really good at pushing your buttons to get you to do that. So uh, that's sort of the second rule is really pay attention to scope creep. Take it as a challenge to learn how to keep them sort of on task and don't let them push the scope. All right. The third thing then is exit strategy. So what if things do go to hell? You need to bring this up and talk with them about it before you agree to work with them. You need to tell them that there's a possibility that you could screw it up, that this is your first time doing this. You're trying to to learn how to do it. You don't know yet. You're not some experienced person. So there's a possibility you could screw it all up. You need to sort of put that in their mind and manage that expectation from the very beginning uh, so they know that that going into this is not just a sure thing. And then based on that conversation, decide with them, hey, how are we going to exit this agreement if things go wrong? How can you exit? How will I exit? What's something we can agree to beforehand you know, that, that if something goes wrong, then we're both okay with exiting in this way? So doing that helps manage expectations and it gives both sides a way out. Now, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have probably up front but it's absolutely crucial. The, doing this one thing will save your relationship with that person no matter what happens uh, in this particular s- scenario. So, and it'll also kind of keep them in check a little bit, realizing that you're new to this, this is something you're learning how to do, and so for them to just expect you you to be able to give them the world is, is, is sort of out of bounds a little bit. It helps keep that in, in check a little bit. So, there you go. Those are the three things that at a minimum, if you do, you'll be much more likely to have a uh, a, a good experience and, and learn a ton, build up your portfolio while working with someone you know and trust and learn that sort of second part of things, which is how to deliver. That and you should charge them. Uh, it, it can be whatever. Charge them something. It can be 10 bucks. It doesn't matter. But make them pay. That That's a really important point with this as well. Now, of course, at some point, you want to move into getting regular clients, you know, a portfolio experience. Those things will help a ton, but you still have to learn that other part of the skill, which is getting the clients, people who don't know you, people who don't trust you, people you have to persuade. So where do you find those clients? What do you offer them? How much do you charge? How do you persuade them to hire you? All of those things. It's a skill just like learning how to ride a bike or code out uh, something with CSS Grid. Right, It's a skill that you have to learn, but once you learn it, you can use it again and again and again and again to get the clients that you want. 
In any case, that's what I teach you in my Beginner's Guide to Freelance course. It's the skill of freelancing. And the best part is you can take it without paying a penny over on Skillshare. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance to learn more about that. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time.